Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Kendra Beavis. And Kendra is a brand designer and strategist who has been running her own design studio for the last 20 years. And she's started having to make some major shifts in her life. And she was able to develop this technique that she's going to tell us some more about today. And so I just want to thank Kendra before we start for being on today, for giving her time to be here and to share more with us. Um, She has a a really incredible story and I can't wait to hear more of it. So Kendra, did you kind of mind um, just telling us more about you and who you are? Sure. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. I think, um, you know, my hope is always that sharing my story allows somebody else to make a move in their life and have some develop some confidence um, in themselves and love themselves a little bit more um, because we're all kind of coming from the same place, I think. So, Um, but yes, so thank you for having me on. But um, so yes, I'm, I've been running my design studio for the last 20 years. Um, I uh, am a mother. I am writing a book. Um, I am a future TED talk speaker <laughs> that is on my uh, bucket list this year. Um, the goal is to produce the book, um, put it out there and then follow it up with a talk. So, um, and the book is super aligned with this audience. It's all about this method, um, that I used to get through a bunch of different, very difficult times in my life. Um, and of course at the time I didn't realize that I was following this, this same procedure for, for getting past it. But looking back now, I realized like each time I fell back on this same, um, technique and it really worked. It says you were putting your clients through this technique before you realized kind of that you could apply it to your own life. Right. Do you want to kind of dive more into that and then tell us more about your technique? I started writing my book um, from my bed at night on swipe on my phone. (laughs) And when I was looking at that and I was reading my words back to myself and I was realizing that what I did to change my life was the same process that I use with when I'm branding clients. So it all starts with getting very clear about, um, you know, I'll just keep the focus on a personal um, brand, but very clear about what your core is, um, how you want to show up in life, how you want to feel. And then once you can figure out those things, then you can sort of reverse engineer your path. So for me, um, the first time I had to really do this, I was in a really bad marriage. Um, we were together 
we were married almost five years. We were together a little longer than that. And um, I was two months pregnant and I knew I had to ask my husband to leave. And it was um, not a place that I thought I would ever be in my life. I um, was, it, it, I was just absolutely shocked that I had to make this choice. And I kept thinking like, who is, you know, what, what is this going to look like to the outside world? I'm two months pregnant. I don't have a ring on my finger anymore. Even though I knew it was a choice that I had to make, it was the best choice for my family, um, that I was going to live a better life after that. I still was so caught up on that idea of other people's perceptions. Once I was able to say, okay, you know what? It really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I know my truth and how do I want to feel? And I realized that I had an opportunity to really start fresh. And in doing that, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't settling. I wasn't um, making choices that were out of alignment. Because I think before a lot of my life choices were very reactionary and it was, I had no self-confidence. So it was sort of like, well, I guess that's enough, or I guess I can fit into this box or, you know, I guess this job is okay. Um, where now I was like, you know what, all of that isn't enough anymore. So what do I really want and how am I going to get there? So I got super granular with even the way I wanted to wake up in the morning and the type of morning I wanted to have and the type of coffee I wanted to be drinking. And okay, well, if I want this expensive coffee, cause it made me feel a certain way, then, you know, what do I need to facilitate, um, to, to facilitate that kind of income and what type of clients do I want to be working? I mean, just, you know, keeping it about the personal brand, really more about what I wanted to wear, how I wanted to look. I mean, I started wearing heels, um, everything I could do to create this person and then grow into her. Cause I, I knew who I was, who I wanted to be, but I wasn't quite there yet. And really what I was doing was just discovering who I was all along and pulling her out and building the confidence to get there. I love that you see that. Um, this kind of mirrors a similar practice that I have. That's all about, um, you know, being, who do you want to be? And then step into that. Now you don't have to do something and then have this thing before you can be that person. So when you said like mentioned wearing heels, I had to laugh because there's some days where, I mean, we work from home, so we get to show up, you know, like I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. That's got like a big old stain on it. And, you know, we were joking beforehand, like, Oh, we just threw a little makeup on, but thank goodness it's a podcast. Cause you know, they voices. So, you know, sometimes to keep ourselves, um, you know, for me, just to maybe keep me a little bit almost out of that rut or keep me a little bit um, caring about my appearance and not letting myself get too, you know, in my pajamas every day and things like that. Sometimes I will put on like a pair of heels before I sit down to maybe do a live video or do a podcast interview just because I don't know what it is, maybe slipping on um, kind of that accessory of borrowing or stepping into, again, who I want to be, somebody who is, you know, a woman running her own business and a team and this. And so I guess maybe we associate heels with that. So I just thought that that was kind of funny that you mentioned that because that's a practice that I do sometimes to step into who you want to be. Yeah. It's, you know, almost like you're creating a vision board and I do it for my clients. I create a vision board for them. So this is what your brand could look like. This is what you could look like. And, um, it was 
because the, the whole reason for it was that I didn't know how to become what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a single mom who was able to manage her children and her life and live without another person and be confident with that and comfortable with that and enjoy that um, because I didn't ever want to be reliant on another man and choose a man out of desperation or out of necessity. Um, and I think you know, when I, when I got married the first time I was just trying to hit milestones in my life. And although I was very in love with him, I saw huge red flags. And in, you know, this person at, at this age, I look back and be like, you are so dumb. <laughs> but back then I was like, well, I'm 23 and I'm supposed to get married by 25 and have kids by the time of God forbid you have children after 30, like these crazy stories that were in my head. So I had to go and create this persona because uh, the people that I saw around me um, were not exactly the way I wanted to do it. A lot of the single moms that I had been um, privy to were kind of negative, um, had really bad relationships with their exes. Um, it just, the way they were showing up in the world wasn't the way I wanted to do it. And I, I knew I could do it the way I wanted to. I just had to find the inspiration to do that. So the same way I do with my clients, I look at competitors, I look at other businesses, I look at other things that inspire. I did that with my my personality and my persona. Um, I looked at other people that I looked up to and respected and sort of cherry picked from their life and personality and things that I saw that I was like, well, I want to be that and I want to show up that way. And I want to have that, that, you know, feeling um, or that influence or that impact uh, and created her that way. I love that. I love how you um, uh, compare it to like a vision board because I literally was sitting as you're talking, you know, just picturing this visual, like you see those, um, you know, all these different things you were talking about and you piece together this persona. So I was literally. Just- yeah. Like if you, did you play with um, paper dolls when you were a kid? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like that. Like if you were to take a bunch of magazines and have like the people that you admire and then just like cut out those little things and make this little doll. And really, in essence, it is who you really are. You're not pretending to be someone else. But sometimes we need to develop that personal confidence to be able to own that. And without that target and without that visual, I because I'm such a visual person, I had a real hard time moving towards something unless I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, I'm the same. One of my favorite sayings to say is also that we only reach for the highest branch that we can see. So like you said, it's not um, being inauthentic to ourselves, but it's exposing ourselves to a next level of growth and the next level of, you know, where we need to go. And it's a cool technique because it, it doesn't necessarily, you don't own anything doing this. Like it's, it's not scary because you're not saying I have to hit this goal or that goal. You're just sort of dreaming about who you could be at, at your very best level. And so it, it kind of removes the, um, the scariness around saying you're going to be something and it just kind of makes it this thing, this goal for you. Um, because I think if I had said like, well, you know, it's at timeframes and timelines and and when I'm going to hit this and that. Instead, it was just like, this is who I want to be. Keep that at my base. And every decision I make every day is in alignment with 
that person and how I want to show up. Um, the paper doll analogy is still my favorite. I think that that sums up so perfectly, you know, everything that you said. So I really kind of want to, um, you know, dive a little bit more if we can into this method. So do you work with other people in actually like walking them through step-by-step or is your book more going to be about that? My book is really going to be a lot more about the process and the steps. Um, originally it was just my story. And then when I was reading it back and I was like, realized that there was a method in, in my choices. Um, that's when I was like, oh, this actually, cause nobody, I mean, not to say that, you know, everyone has a story. So just telling that it, I want somebody to be able to read this and get something out of it. That's going to change their lives. Not just, oh, you know, that is a crazy story and uh, glad she got through it. It was, I need it to be something that's going to be actionable um, and teachable and, and really make an impact. That's my hope. You know, and that's my favorite too, is, is hearing about people's personal stories, because I think that that's so powerful and so impactful and, you know, that we can share with people what we've gone through um, so that they're able to resonate and relate. But then you also give, like you said, actionable steps for somebody else to do this transformation too. Yeah. Because I think a lot of what people see, you know, if you're, I think it was Seth Godin said, um, yeah, it was on the, the Lewis house podcast. And he said, you're only privy to people's social media profiles. And what you're seeing is their greatest hits album. And you don't see the mess behind that. And not that I want to show people that I'm a mess. (laughs) I'm not, I'm, you know, but we're all kind of messy in our own little way. And I think, um, I have a podcast and bringing people on, um, they're all creative entrepreneurs, but they tell their journey and it's never a straight line. And I think that helps people realize like, oh, I'm 40 years old and I want to make a huge life change. That person did it and I can do it too. We're, we're just people. We're all the same at our core and our base. We just, it's just a choice. And then how do we make action steps to get to that new goal? What's your very first um, action step that you tell people to start with? It's, you have to get really clear on what you want. Not just what you want, like like um, physical things, but how do you want to feel? That's, I think, if you can figure that out, you can really orchestrate a lot of things around it, around that. Um, because, you know, if you want a big house, great. But if the goal, you know, if that's your goal, you get there and you're like, okay, now what? But if you want to have a certain feeling of joy every morning and be able to spend time traveling, um, you know, if there's, there's things like that, that are at your core, then you can really set some goals and um, achieve those things. I like that you bring that up. Um, You know, um, I'm assuming that you're probably familiar with law of attraction and all of that. Um, A lot of my listeners are too. So, um, and then, you know, this really starts tapping into like the law of vibration that we really can start bringing these things into our life when we embrace these feelings. It's more than, you know, the thoughts, but it's tapping into those vibrations and those feelings as well. So it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking of that when you were talking that, you know, it is beyond just these material things that we want to bring in. What do you want, you know? what intentions do you want to bring more of into your life? Things like that. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for people to figure out too. 
It really is. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you say the first step is getting clear on what you want. And sometimes people don't even know what they want. I know when I began my journey, I was just like, I don't even really know what I want. <laughs> well, because I think a lot of people think like, oh, I have to find my passion and that's going to be my job and that will lead me to X, Y, Z. But it's really, if you focus on how you want to feel, then you can fulfill that feeling in multiple different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be a career change. It could be something else. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people will come to me and ask these questions and, and they think it's, I need to change my job. And at the end of it, it actually is, well, I need to just sort of stand up and make this change in my position at my current job. Um, and that will make the world of difference and check off these boxes that I need to have checked off because running a business. And I feel like a lot of people think like, I need to quit my job and start a business. It's definitely not for everybody. No, it's not. It's most definitely not. It does have its rewards. And again, you know, it's, it's like everything, the grass isn't greener on the other side, but everything has its rewards. Everything has its downsides. Every part and piece has its roller coaster within it. Well, and I think that's a good th point too, is, you know, one of the things that I, I really push really hard is to tr not be scared to try on different things. So, you know, even I talk to a lot of students and like the kids coming up now with college being the cost it is, um, trying out different careers before you even get to that point you know, working in offices, not necessarily working, but shadowing, um, asking a business to come in and see the business side of things. So you kind of get an idea. Like I was lucky enough to grow up in a family run business. So it gave me a lot of insight into what a running a business is like, where I think a lot of like, I get interns that are in college and they come into my studio and it's like shocking to them. And they, some of them hate it. Um, so to have that realization after you've spent you know, $150,000 on your education, you get to your job and you're like, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> so trying to get as much exposure as you can, trying different things, if you can, without um, being afraid of what that might look like. Because I think when we were younger, to change your job within a year was like a huge, even two years, do not do that, you know? Where now it's like, you know what, you got to try on different things and don't be afraid that you're going to make a bad choice. You can always turn around and, and switch it up, try something else. Yes. Thank you for that reminder that that taps into my Instagram bio changes like every two weeks on what I do guys. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you can change your mind and it's okay to explore like how you brought up you know, switching your job within a year or two was like unheard of. Like you're so un stable. Yeah. Or, you know, just why can't you stick with something? And that's still a belief that I still deal with today, even, you know, as I've started one business and realized like, that's not really what I want to do and kind of pivoted and, you know, had those own thoughts in my head that have been ingrained since, you know, we were younger of, wow, you're really flaky. Are you really, um, this out or this. And it's like, it's not like that at all. You got to give yourself a break to explore the same way that we let our children explore and experiment. Why does that have to end at some certain deadline and age? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we have so many different ways that we can make a life for ourselves now, uh, you know, financially. So there's much more room for that now. I think before it was like, get a job, 
that has a pension and retirement and you just stay there. Like that's what my parents did. And my, well, not my parents, but my grandparents. Um, so, you know, it, it, but now we don't, I remember I was in high school. I think I was in like 10th grade. And one of my absolute favorite teachers, my English teacher, Mr. Dorsey, he was like this cool hippie guy. You know, he taught English. He was bald. He was just the coolest. And, um, he told us, you guys are one of the first generations or the first generation that's going to have an opportunity to have multiple different careers. And I was like, that's so cool. Wow. And it's so true. Just, yeah. Just seeing now. And I think that the pandemic kind of, you know, while that's all been crazy, it's also brought out, I've noticed this level of innovativeness and this, um, this new shift towards just seeing how, people got creative with, you know, I saw some of the um, hair salons in our area. Some of the girls would put together like are really creative about putting together like the dye packages. So they would tell their clients don't use box dye. Like they would put those together and then go drop them off. Like they got really creative on some of the stuff they were doing. And so um, that was, that was very inspirational to watch stories like that, yeah. you know, and well, cause it's like our baseline again, like our core, you know, I'm not, I'm not defined by being a designer. I'm a creative person. I love being immersed in culture and um, art and all of those types of things. So as long as I'm checking that box in one way or another, um, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I totally agree. So do you kind of mind telling us now? So by the end of your book, by the time somebody completely finishes with it, what's the transformation that you're kind of hoping that they'll have? What will they be able to do? I hope that they have fallen in love with themselves and that they know that they have incredible power to change their life and that it's a lot simpler than they kept imagining it would be. Um, and it just starts with the belief and then making those choices um, to get you to that that goal that you've created. Uh, and it should be fun. I mean, you know, redefining yourself and making these changes can be really, really scary, but it's also like incredibly cool that we get to just decide, okay, you know what, I'm now going to shift gears and I'm not going to wear this persona anymore. That doesn't serve me. You know, you, we're, we live on average, what, 90 something years at best. How could you ever be expected to be the same person you are when you're five to 15 to 20 to 40? You know, I'm 41 years old now. I'm not the same person I was when I was 18 and I decided I was going to be a graphic designer and go to college. And, um, you know, it, it's I, I decided to marry my ex-husband when I was 23 years old. That girl seems so far away to where I am now. I'm married to a completely different person who is amazing. And we have such a beautiful relationship, but it's because of everything I learned. And I never look at all those things as failures. I mean, if I hadn't married my ex-husband, I wouldn't have my beautiful children. I don't know. I think it would have taken me a lot longer to find my strength. And all of those things were, you know, blessings because they really allowed me to stretch and explore who I really was. I'm so glad that you bring it up, that it's okay for us to change and evolve. Um, story popped into my head. I just think of like my own parenting. My oldest is 15 now. 
and the way that I began my parenting journey and the beliefs that I had and just maybe around like discipline and communication and things like that have completely changed in the last 15 years from where I was to now. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll kind of beat myself up maybe for ways that I've handled things in the past. And, and my husband's great about reminding me like, you know, better now you don't do that anymore. You can't be, you know, you can't, all we can do is learn and grow and do better. So, um, I think that that's just a great reminder that it's, it's okay to change. We should change. We shouldn't, you know, in my analogy, be parenting the same as we did from day one to where we are now. You have more information now. So of course you're going to act different. I always say like, never say never because you just never know. You really don't know what you're going to feel, say, do, think at any given time or age. I mean, you can guess, but I've been wrong so many times. I'm like, wow, I ne- I always said I would never do that. And then here I am like, okay, I did that. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Um but like you said, every everywhere takes us where we need to go. Everything we go through is a part of the growth process, something that we're here to learn from. So very, very much. Yes. I would love to hear what was the name of your podcast that you have? It's called Tribe of Unicorns. And it's um, creative entrepreneurs and resources for that audience. Um, I have a lot of students that listen to who are sort of trying to either figure out, do I want to go freelance? Do I want to work for a company? Um, I say do all of it to see (laughs) what you like. Um, So I have a lot of advice for students on there as well and more coming this year. We're starting our season two. Um, We're launching on Saturday, our first season of season, uh, episode of season two, starting with um, one of my favorite artists and she was a client and she's now a soul sister and, uh, yeah, I'm super, I have her a painting on the wall that she did for me here. Um, so that will be episode one of season two. Oh my gosh. So cool. So um, what, what would you say your ages, your targeted, your audience at probably college? Yeah, we're, we've got an age range of between 20 and like mid fifties, if I'm looking at my demographics. Um, but you know, who knows? Okay. <laughs> I was just, that sounds so cool. And what do you actually do in, so you're, like we said, a brand designer and strategist. So what do you actually do to help people? I work with companies, um, mid to large scale companies, either redefining their brand or um, startups. So um, a lot of times I'll come into a company and we'll look at what they've been doing for the past five years. Because a lot of times, what, in my experience, what I see is a lot of companies start on like a shoestring budget. They had like, you know, cousin Mary do the logo and like so-and-so down the street, make the website. And, you know, it's all sort of Daisy chained and put together and it's just fine. But, you know, achieving a certain level of success, you now have to kind of re- look at what you're presenting. And, and that's where I step in. I do an, a brand audit. Um, we look at all of your digital communications, both internal and external. Um, I work with teams um, to make sure that the team is on board and they understand um, what the direction we're going in is, that they also have some input in that um, to energize them around the changes and to also hear what their frustration points are. Because a lot of times we'll see companies um, take on a new brand and it completely fails. 
because the rollout isn't good. The employees don't have access to what they need. Um, so they're doing ad hoc emails or ad hoc presentations because nothing was in the cloud for them to grab or, or in a good resourceful place. Like with COVID, I had so many of my, I was crazy busy because so much stuff had to be put online for their teams to now be able to access. So it was kind of great because now where people just used to keep things on their desktop at work and like recreate a presentation. Now they had to go back to the template and actually start there. So it, it kind of sneakily made them all refined a little bit more. So, but yeah, that's, that's what we do. No, I mentor some, some students. It's just like fun. I just, um, I love talking to students. I go to, um, I've talked at a, a resource we have here called BOCES and it's like a thing in high school for kids that don't necessarily aren't on a college path. Um, and I talk to them about, you know, their options and, and, um, I'm, I'm an advocate for pursuing your, your career, whether it be with college or not. Um, so, you know, I, I think trade schools and, um, working in a business are really, really great options, especially with the cost of college now. If you don't necessarily need that and you can figure out a way to do that um, with a company or, or another way, then, you know, go for it. I completely agree with you. Um, I like to say everything that I needed to know, I learned on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a client that has um, some relationships and he's from Switzerland. So they do this a lot there where they will take on students, um, pay for their education, and then they just owe them a certain amount of time after. So um, he's working with a guy right now, one of his employees, um, he's a salesperson and he's kind of teaching him the ropes of the whole business. Um, at the same time, he's paying for his college education. And then he, uh, once he gets out, I think his contract is something like five years and then he can, you know, go and do what he wants. But hopefully the idea is that you're building this amazing culture and all these people that love working for you because you've invested in them and now they're going to return that favor. So what an incredible model too. Um, kind of guarantees that right out of college, you're going to have that job and you're not going to have that debt and you're going to get that opportunity and experience. That's an incredible model. Yeah. I work with some really cool companies. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, and not discounting that absolutely um, education has much place and value. You know, my husband went that college track and, you know, is now a whole another house payment in debt with student loans. But um, so not absolutely not devaluing that. But yeah, there's so many opportunities, like you said, available for us now that don't have to go that traditional route. So yeah, I I went to, to college in Philadelphia and I went that, but I was able to get a really amazing scholarship. So and at the time, I was on the cusp of when college prices really were starting to skyrocket. So although it was manageable, um, it was still high, but with the scholarship, it was like, okay, this is doable. This is as good as community college. Um, and I did supplement some, um, credits at my community college, which I loved. Um, that was a great school. So yeah, I think, you know, education shouldn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. If you can do it at a less expensive college or a trade school or a community school, like look into it. Cause there, there's some good, um, opportunities out there that 
aren't your traditional course of schooling. Absolutely. So do you kind of mind um, letting us know if somebody wanted to find you online where you're at and we can find you? Yeah. Um, so I'm mainly on Instagram. I have kind of abandoned my Facebook profiles. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Kendra Beavis or at Think Mocha or at Tribe. And there's a hyphen in there somewhere unicorn uh, of unicorns. But if you find one, you'll find them all because they're all they all speak to each other. Perfect. And then everything will be linked in show notes. So you'll be able to scroll right down and. Um, oh, yeah. My website too. <laughs> thinkmocha.com. Perfect. And you'll be able to scroll down and you can connect right away with Kendra. So did you really have anything else? I feel like we covered so much. Um, this has been really great. Did you have any kind of closing thoughts or anything you wanted to touch on that we didn't already talk about before we close out? I guess, you know, if you guys find yourself in a place where you just don't know what direction to turn, um, you know, try this, this method of pulling together the pieces from people that inspire you and sort of curating this identity to follow. Cause sometimes you need to fake it till you make it. Um, so, you know, there's always a choice. There's always someone there to support you. If you really do ask and reach out, um, you're never alone, but, um, it's okay to, I don't want to say fail because nobody fails. Every failure leads to some new success or new door. It's just more information that you now have that you didn't before. So don't be afraid of, of pivoting and shifting. Course correcting is a good, good word. Um, and ask for help if you need it and look for inspiration where you need it and have fun. <laughs> we only get this one life. Yes. Have fun in the whole process too. So I have to thank you again, Kendra. Thank you so, so much for being here today, for sharing with us. That was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.